maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Danica's drinking this nice can of wine here. That's My uh, Underwood Rosé. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> he loves wine, too. Yeah. Really. I see him all the time. Oh, let's cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Um, welcome to Date Card Pod. We are way too sober for this. Yeah. <laughs> We're just now drinking. It's... I won't assume what you've been doing all day, but I'm assuming you're just oh, not okay. drinking. I woke up at 6 a.m. and started. Oh, great. Good. Yeah. Good. No, it, I am starkly sober. It's it's so weird, because usually Jenna and I watch this on Mondays together, and we start, you know, slowly going through mm-hmm. our glasses, our yeah. beers, and then by the time we get to podcast time, we're, like, kind of warmed up and have talked a little bit and kind of know what we want to talk about, and I feel so shy all of a sudden, and I'm like, <laughs> I've never spoken before. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's so, it was so weird, and then we didn't get to watch it together either, which was, like, never, never fun, and we did it a couple times with Bip, I think, but uh, it feels weird. I was, like, on the couch today watching it on Hulu, and I was like, I need somebody to react to. I I felt pretty broken up about it. Yeah. Well, we're here, though. We're doing it, because we're dedicated to this. Um, So it is Tuesday. I had a show last night that I got paid for, so I'm sorry, but this podcast does not pay me, so... yeah. It had to wait. Pay up, fans. <laughs> I did have one of my friends message me today saying, where's my podcast, bitch? And I'm like, oh, wow, she listens. That's so sweet. That was very sweet. But um, So it was Hometowns Week, and yeah, okay, so that's what really sucks, is not only did we have to watch it separate in the daytime, sober as fuck, but it also happened to be Hometown Week, which is like one of the boring, ep- most yeah. boring episodes, clearly, of the I season. Think- both of us expressed earlier today that, like, this is not a fave for either of us. It's, generally speaking, like, mostly predictable. Like, one of them is made out to be the wild card, and three of them are, ma- like, made out to be stable, and then usually one of the stable ones goes home, and it's like, ah, who would have thought? And I was like, I don't know, I have a formula, Chris Harrison. I know it. Science said. She sent, I think Becca sent Colton home this week, last mm-hmm. season, too. Yeah. They always send a, a, a weird, yeah, a boring one or whatever, mm-hmm. and, or just one, yeah, that they're not going to, like, keep, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into it, but this one I was a little, I mean, yes, they had set it up that one of them was the more wild one for sure, but, like, in my opinion, I feel like all of them are fucking buck wild in their own right, and I yeah. am, like, I, I kind of genuinely was a little surprised. Um, yeah, I was... I was not surprised by the wild card that stayed. I was surprised by the person that went mm-hmm. home, though. Yeah. So that was just, like, he is surprising me a lot with the, who he sends home in this season. And I, I'm i like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and, yeah, so it's, it's just such a boring episode. It's really uh, old-fashioned and oh, terrible. it's so gross. It's very gross. Um, it's hard to watch as any feminist out there knows. Um... And it also is just, again, even on a different level, it's also just super predictable because it's always the same. The parents are always like, we, this makes no sense. We don't trust it. And then they go, yeah. just trust it. And they go, you know what? Now that you mentioned it. <laughs> it's like they have one glass of, like, sunset blush rosé with their kid and all of a sudden they get the process. And I'm like, I don't even fucking get the process. And I feel all very involved. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so well. Let's before we get into it, let's go into like the, the gossip of this week. So oh. <laughs> it's like feeling very involved. I was um 
I am just like, I, my two worlds are colliding with the Kardashians and The Bachelor. And because my therapist, and you guys know, the only thing I do to do self-care is look at Kardashian content or Bachelor content on mm -hmm. Instagram that calms me when I am mad and sad. So I was like, my two worlds are fucking colliding yeah. hard. And uh, God bless. I have been so thankful, though, for the distractions because, like, there's been some weird drama on Facebook that I didn't want to, uh, like, involve myself with mm -hmm. um, in the Portland comedy scene where I was just like, I swear to God, if I make a comment, I'm going to, my entire career is going to be over. So I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then my friend's like, well, luckily you have the Kardashians imploding luckily in front of you. you <laughs> Jordan Woods fucked up She's this week. So and it was like, oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And oh, man. It was also like a pleasant distraction for me at work because we have this like channel that's, it has maybe six people in it. And it's like three of my managers, like my HR person and me, who all just only talk. It's like a keeping wonderful. up with the Kardashians channel. That's nice within your work community. That's yeah. cool. Um, our work community is very small, but there's like five people who are just like, did you see this like in the middle of the work day and it's like so weird to have your managers be like yeah it's okay if you take an hour out of what you're doing to just share some memes about this right now because that's all we're doing it's really all you're doing oh and God, it's, it's so been great. a buck wild ride and our boy mike yeah it got it got wilder when uh mr fleiss uh aka fucking troll dog he just he's he's always been a troll we get this we know this mm -hmm. it's not a big deal but I mean, I will say it was pretty tasteless. It was, like, the night of the news dropping, or at least the morning after, mm -hmm. that he was like, maybe we should talk to Kris Jenner and Chloe to be on the back. I was like, that is really... Oh, it's so nasty. Yeah, it's like, he was just using that to, like... It's... <sighs> Like, can you imagine the gall that it takes to, like, fuck with the most Think. powerful family, like, in the entertainment industry? Like, or in the reality entertainment yeah. industry? Yeah. Yeah, And reality, just, like, yeah. don't poke that bear, sir. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were making fun and doing great memes. I mean, here's a, here's a way you could do it. There were so many great memes about people, like, sliding into Kylie's DMs to try to be her new best friend. Like, there's ways you can make fun of the situation, or make, I don't know, just comment Might on the, of the yeah. situation that wasn't directly related to the woman who was just cheated on, you right. know? And he was like, no, I'm gonna go this other route. It'd <laughs> be like, want to find a new man right away yeah, in my trash show? Literally. He just went the man route and was like, I'm going to hit where it hurts the hardest, but it's okay because I'm funny, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well... Yeah, it so. wasn't that funny, and also, fuck you, you got my hopes up very badly. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk, we'll, we'll briefly talk about our thoughts on the fact that, would she, could she ever be a, a, a lead of the show, and I, my opinion is, I, oh. of course I would love to see it, because mm -hmm. I, I, I like them as people, even though they're all terrible people, but mm -hmm. it's just, it would be a bad season, it wouldn't work, she's no. too famous, you couldn't find a single person to go on that show who would be there for the right reasons, even if you somehow surprised all the men like you fucking just like picked them a week before and you didn't know like as soon as they were on and they knew who she was they wouldn't be there for the right reasons quote right. unquote and i mean that's already been a problem when you're dealing with like plebs like who the fuck cares if colton underwood is the bachelor like people are there for the wrong like what yeah because they, they just know the instagram stuff and it just you would never it just couldn't work they couldn't afford her right and i think that's like <laughs> part of the appeal of or like at least, like, the Midwestern, like, rural yeah. appeal of The Bachelor, it's, like, 
you find America's sweetheart and then you find somebody and it's just like I think that there is crossover between Bachelor and the Kardashian universe, but that's it just wouldn't work. And they just wouldn't. In work. the same ways, ratings would tank because like Kardashian fans would hate it, and also Bachelor fans would hate it, it and you so and I nasty. would also hate it. Yeah. But oh boy, would we have fun! Yeah, I mean, oh it, boy, yeah. I think from a from a hate watch perspective, uh pretty prime. From a meme potential yeah. perspective? Like, very, very good. <laughs> our boy uh, Wills was all over that too. He was just like eyeball emoji. Like, <laughs> like put him on there. <laughs> put him on there with Please. it. And uh, so, you know, and then basically the long and short of it is Kim kind of came for um, Mike with some receipts and everything and it was just fun. I just, I really needed that distraction and I made a very good meme mm-hmm. and a very good reply and yeah. I got a lot of likes and stuff and it was really wonderful because it was yeah. regarding the fence jump and everyone's just like that's the fucking zeitgeist of this I swear to god I'm being early 2018 I'm being gaslit <laughs> by this fence jump if I don't see it next week I legitimately like call my mom I'm getting a little it's starting to get a little like unhealthy like at first it's funny and now I'm just like okay but enough <laughs> <laughs> but I mean really though and like also the fact that Colton like knows we want it so bad. It, like, that meme you made earlier today, like, made me scream laughing. It's so true. Because he fucking has the nerve to go on Twitter and tease us about it. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. And, like, good on you. Like, I can't tell you I wouldn't do that if I were him, but... He's oh, gotta boy. be so bored. And, like, mm. I think that this gives mm. him just, like, the most joy. Like, messing with rural moms and you and me. <laughs> And the thing is, like, when I watched it recently, and I watched the jump, and I just was like, God damn, it's a good jump, though, too. Like, I really, just really, in, like, a physiological way, need to see it. Like, it's so powerful, because he's just walking, and then he just fucking hops, and it's like, I need to know. And then he was interviewed by Caitlin last week on her podcast. Did you listen to that? that. And he, they don't, he doesn't, you know, I guess he alludes that it's coming for sure. Because everyone's like, it's just not going to come. You guys are going to fuck this over, you know. Um, I can't believe we're so mad about this. (laughs) But he says, like, when he jumped over it, he was surprised that he didn't just, like, go into, like, where there would be a bunch of producers and snacks. Instead, it was just, like, road. Yeah. And he was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, I just think of, like, a... I, I, yeah, I imagine usually like, I really need to get out of here, but you didn't really want to get out of there, but now you're, like, out, and you're yeah. like, oh, no. I wonder if he feels a little bit like Chad when he threw the shoe, and is like, fuck you, Chris Harrison. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I'm getting... <sighs> but also, like, the amount of times we've talked about this already for it to not happen, and the anxiety we feel, like, we're part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're for sure, for sure, for sure, for part of the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, a, the blood is on our hands. Uh, for sure. Okay. Well, alright, that was fun. And I opened my bachelor diary. Yeah, it's so we- time to start. <laughs> it's time to start. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a, a white man in the shower again. <laughs> Colton's opening scenes always start with him in the shower or him being like, what's up, America? I'm in a cut-up tank top on a beach. Or or, I just got done running um, in a beautiful area. It's golden hour. And guess what? This week sucks. (laughs) Can I just get, hey, can I just get a shower scene with him talking to the camera? 
That's all yeah. I want. I just want him in there. They're like filming him and he's like, yeah, just this like week the, sucked. Yep. The shower sequence, the rubbing it out. Well, not rubbing it out. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I've had two sips of wine and I'm back. I'm ready. I meant to say he was rinsing shampoo out, but I'm yeah. like, I'm so horny for him being horny at this point. Like. I can't, I don't know if the jump is a metaphor for me or what. Like, what if that man loses his virginity and is like, what? And just jumps. jumps. Like, somebody was like, he felt a boner for the first time and he didn't know what to do and he ran away. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he's had a boner before. He had it with Hannah G when they were getting salad wrapped up. Well, no, maybe he just springy dingied out of there. He didn't know what to do about it. (laughs) Like the McElroy's, you know, when you come in space, it pushes you backwards. Maybe he just came and it just... Maybe he was in a zero gravity environment like Nick and Vanessa and that boner just propelled him upward and over the fence. That makes so much sense now when I think oh, about man. it. Anyway, okay. This is our worst podcast today. So sorry, friends. <laughs> uh, not really. And so, yeah, he's in a shower, and he does, like, a slow chest rub, and... He really? A, he has... I mean, the chest hair is doing it for me. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. chest hair. Yeah, and me too. normally, bachelors have no hair every, anywhere, mm-hmm. um, and so that's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing. I'm into that. I'm into that, too. Um, ben Higgins tried to, but it was like, honey, call us when you've matured a little more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ben Higgins seems like the kind of person, like, I know that being a grammar snob is, like, annoying and, like, mm-hmm. not cool, but Ben Higgins seems like the person that uses two, two, two wrong, but, like, acts like an academic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, well, he's trying to be, like, a politician, so... I mean, Jeez. all I'm just trying to say is if you're going to try to do that, you shouldn't. I mean, wait, never mind, our 45th. Ooh. Ooh. Topical. Mm-hmm. Wow, we have some opinions tonight. Okay, yeah. back on track. <laughs> so, first hometown date is with Kaylin. Kaylin, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, She starts by, she has like a interview with the camera and she's like, I love Colton and we've been through a lot. And <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then I remembered, I mean, kind of, because remember like right. first week on there was the pageant drama and then I guess her t- explaining her trauma. Right. All I was thinking when I was watching it was like, I think you've been through a lot yeah. and you have overshared to the point where I'm in awe of you. Uh I admire it so much. She continues this pattern of oversharing during this episode. And, like, I don't think they've been through a lot as a couple. I think she's just been through some shit, and he has been patient with her. And, like, that's worth noting, but Mm. they haven't. Nobody's been through a lot with this guy. No, at all, yeah. Gosh, wow. Yeah, like, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, and Tasha said something similar, too, that I was like, excuse me? So we'll yeah. get to that, but yeah, no, it's, it, this season has, I really love this season, but I do truly not, I don't really know who he has, like, um, a, an emotional, true connection with, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I know who he has physical connections with, and I know he likes all of them, but yeah, you don't really know shit about shit about mm-hmm. any of these women, except for Kaylin, for example, because she is incredibly, like, open, and, and that's impressive, and I, it's yeah. like, I, and I, I like her as a person, but it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's um, pretty much. She, she opens up about how she doesn't have a dad, or her paternal father. Right. Was ever in her this life. This is another, okay, so, here I kind of wanted to talk about 
how this is a huge play for Bachelorette, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's probably been the most honest and open about her mm-hmm. trauma and, like, why that could affect her and her romantic relationships throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. Then when he asks her, like, who am I going to meet? Am I meeting your mom and your dad? And, which meeting the dad is very important to Colton. Mm-hmm. Super important. Which is, we'll get into that a little bit later. But he, so she's like, oh no, um, I don't have a dad. I have John. And, like, my roommate and I were watching this earlier today, and Curtis was like, what do you think about that? Because, like, I also have been, like, estranged from my father, like, since I was born. And, um, like, you have a somewhat similar you have a somewhat similar experience yeah my stepdad raised me yeah for sure um and I also had like a stepdad that raised me and like when people asked it was just like if I had been estranged it was always just like oh yeah you'll be meeting my dad yes exactly and so like I wonder if that was like a producer pushed thing to make it more like oh she has this other reason to make her like you know uh, like having like quote-unquote, like, daddy issues or whatever, mm-hmm. is, it does really, like, affect how you pursue relationships, like, in the future, and it's something that, like, <laughs> let's not get into that, Danica, so please, but it, it really does, ha- like, affect mm-hmm. how you pursue relationships mm-hmm. and how you, like, perceive relationships, especially with, like, male figures if you're interested in dating men, and so I wonder if that, this whole portion just seemed like a bid for Bachelorette for her, especially... With the way that they framed her conversation with John later. Oh, yeah, that was <clears throat> really beautiful and, and touching. And, yeah, and also, like, kind of an overshare. Another overshare. Because yeah. it was super random because he was like, I don't really like Colton for you. And she's like, you know what, John, you're really the most important yeah. person. I, like. I was like, wait, that was such a left turn. Yeah. And, like, oh, God. Literally, I wrote this down earlier. Where it, he He's... So Colton at this point is talking to her mom, who is the biggest babe I've ever seen. Oh before. yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, and her sister too. It's total two babes, uh, two like babes. it's crazy. And like this is like one of the only times he's actually talking to a mom. And then he they sort of switch. Oh shit! I'm going all out of order. Oh wait wait wait. Okay, I get where I was going. So he's talking to Kaylin's mom. She's talking to John, her stepdad, and she's, like, describing what she likes about Colton, and he does, like, honestly, like, a slam dunk, like, parenting move, where he's just, like, all these things that you spoke about, it sounds like you could just be friends. What's the difference? (gasps) And I literally, like, he dunked me. I was just, like... (laughs) Right? Right? No, like, seriously. Like, it's like, oh, sh- oh. You're the wisest oh. man in the universe. Oh. Oh, my God. Every relationship I've had, it was just a friend, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just And you. I mean, like, why? And it goes into that whole thing where, like, I just, like, looked in a mirror and I was like, why do I value my romantic relationships more than my friendships? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And it was just, like, this moment where, like... Could he just talk to all of the Bachelorettes? Because, like, truly, yeah. 
What, like, what is that? Like, is it just because you guys like making out for now? Because that's not like the, I mean, that's fair. No, but you know what's funny? So. I mean, well, then if you want to, like, take what his advice is and then, and, and then self, or surfacely put it, uh, expose it to the other relationships, he doesn't make out with Kalen in the way that he makes out with, like, the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, it truly does seem that, I guess, now in hindsight, I'm looking at it, that they did have more of the friendship relationship of the Mm-hmm. Of the women remaining. Yeah. So that makes a little more sense. Like, obviously he was attracted to her because she's gorgeous, but, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he has that chemistry with her. It's more... Yeah. Friendship. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, just, like, a so fact cool. that, like, there are foundational things that are really important to any relationship, which mm-hmm. they had, mm-hmm. but, like... Yeah. It's also fair for there to not be, like, something more than mm-hmm. that, even if you're both, like, somewhat attracted to each other. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like... I mean, maybe if there weren't other women and then he just met her on an app or in a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. he could there put could more be, of his emotions yeah. into it or whatever, but this is the situation at hand. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, and I, 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 now thinking about it now in this all way, like that could be, she could be a great bachelorette Yeah. for these reasons and more. Yeah. She clearly I think she would be. Has a good father figure to like kind of, you know, yeah, I think this, yeah. Definitely. And I think, too, like, she also has, like, like, one of the appeals to her is that she has, like, a following already mm-hmm. based on her, like, Miss USA thing. So it's like, Miss USA can't find love or whatever. Oh. She's been so open, and but rejected in the past. Oh, and, like, they're... They're so, yeah, I'm just like, I'm sold, and I just oh, said shit. it. Damn, I just saw all the promos in my head yeah. everything. The fence jump will will play in her promo somehow, just like, oh, all of Becca's horror. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Okay, so there's that. Um, but so... she has this speech with her dad where she's just like... Um, he's just, he just, like, expresses his concerns about her being with Colton, and then... She's like, yeah, I hear you. Also, you're the best dad. That's what I'm saying. And I can't can't believe that you've been just, like, so supportive of me my whole life. And I was, like, crying, but I was like, wait, who did this? Which producer did this? Because it's such a hard zag that, like, I couldn't follow it when I thought about it later. Yeah. No, it it was, it's incredibly not, it wasn't timed necessary. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I teared up a little bit because, like, the same feelings and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? Right. Damn you, Elon. And so, (laughs) I love you. Um, And so this is also the first instance where we get to see Colton interact with, like, her father, or sorry, her dad rather, and um, pull the. It's very important to me that I receive, like, a father's blessing, which is a great name for a horse, <laughs> like a racehorse. I would bet millions of dollars. I would lose it all, but I would bet, bet millions of dollars on that horse. That is very and good. So he talks to her dad and is like, Can I have your blessing or whatever. I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's, that situation felt particularly weird to me because he was just talking with, like, 
her biological mom, and I don't, like, I know families are complicated. I know biology isn't everything, but it just felt so gross to, like... I am super disappointed in that moment, and then also the fact that he just did not bring the mom into any of them, on any of them. It's not, it's not okay. We mentioned last week, just at least bring, if you're gonna do this garbage, at least bring the fucking mom in. Yeah. And even the sister. Like, bring the whole goddamn family in. Hey, y'all are important to this woman that I care about. Like, what do you think about this? Like, do you approve? Like, it's, I think I'm, like, also just, like, a little bit sensitive about it because, like, I was raised by mostly a single mom. Mm -hmm. If someone, like, had taken my stepdad into a room and asked if it was okay to take my hand in marriage at any point, I would be like, why the fuck would you ask him? Yeah, that would be super... Like, it's not that this person is not important to me, but, like... Like, yeah. There is also this other person who exists outside of this patriarchal paradigm that you've set up in your head and that producers have also had something to do with. Uh, society and everything. Like, unspeakably. But, like, and, like, that just shows, that it just even shows Colton more for what, how outdated that thing is. Like, yeah. even more so. Like, it, it really shows his ass in that sense. Like, he truly just saw man. Mm-hmm. I will ask man. Yeah. For permission. Yeah. It's like, oh, buddy. Because I feel like other, I mean, like, they do this every season. Of course. But, like, there are so many mixed and, like, blended families yeah. that, like, I don't I don't think I remember a season, in recent memory at least, where someone has gone, like, out of their way to only ask the dad. Right. It, like, they've really, they've really tried to bring the moms in a lot more. Mm-hmm. Nick was really good about it. He did, like, every single one. Like, he even brought, like, Rachel's mom and dad in there. Like, it was yeah. the whole thing. And so... Um, yeah, it's really not... Not a good look. Yeah, not a good look, dude. And, like, he got real defensive on Twitter about it today, and it's like, cool, just, like, fucking chase your bliss, but don't come after us when we were, like, mm. That made me feel kind of yucky. Mm. <laughs> like, just don't. Yeah. Just don't, dude. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for that. Um, and next date is... Hannah. Hannah. Yes. Um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, <laughs> I... I want to skip Hannah. Okay, great. It really, <laughs> the only thing I want to mention is that, like, they got... <laughs> I don't actually want to skip okay. Hannah. I'm just so annoyed yeah. with her date. Oh, like, right. I can't function. Yeah. Hannah is just like, I'm Hannah from Birmingham, Alabama. While I'm on this date, my parents are putting away their Confederate flags neatly in the top drawer, and I'm taking you to etiquette class. It was so dumb. I mean, the, the shining moments were Colton just losing his goddamn mind at all these things. He's like, I, food. Oh. We just eat food, damn it. I know. Like, that was funny, but it unnecessary. Was... <laughs> Nobody is gonna fucking eat bread like that. I'm not... I'm gonna unhinge my jaw. Yeah, like... Eat the entire roll. It... I'm just... The only... There were so many things about that date that were so confusing. Like, first of all, why? Second of all, like, where are they at where they're just like, I need you to learn how to butter this roll at Golden Corral or something. And it's just like, no, you take one piece off of the bread and butter it. Like, and it's like, no, let him cut the bread. You couldn't think of anything more entertaining to do in that In Birmingham, Alabama, than to take a weird white racist etiquette class like it's just crazy i guess look at the last couple times i went to the south with like tia and fucking what's her face uh raven they they Mm -hmm. all just did outdoorsy things and maybe they're like we're really trying not to have another yeah comparison or whatever although like hannah could be 
two, could be completely different than those yeah. two women. I don't know. It's very interesting. I also did not know that she was from the South until this exact moment because they've told me I nothing about either. this woman. I, I knew fucking Hannah B was from the South because mm-hmm. she couldn't talk without, you know, the thickest drawl ever. Mm-hmm. But ever. Like, ever. I didn't know who the Hannah B was. Or I, gee, the other Hannah, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought one of the Hannahs was from the South and then there was the other one. Yeah. And apparently both are from the South. And I was like, okay, well, great. <laughs> it was just, just like... Just damn it, great. <laughs> also, just like... She just, apparently this lady was like, I'm not giving you a full lesson, you failed bread, so now I'm gonna tell you about an umbrella metaphor that doesn't work. I swear, a missed opportunity for them to not put, like, an instrumental Rihanna cover song in the background? I mean, come on, dudes. Hire me. I can do it. I can do it. And, I mean, whatever. Ugh, God. And it's just, like, also, like, someone cryptically asking you, like, what is the purpose of an umbrella? And then he's like, it blocks you from, like, what is it? Like, falling garbage or debris or something? Like, it's just like, he did not say the obvious answer, which is to protect you from rain. From the And she was like, something. precisely. Hannah's parents have had the umbrella this whole time. Her wrists are too weak for her to hold it on her own. You must take the umbrella. And have you seen her hair? If it gets wet, I swear to God, you will die. Like, do not let if her hair she, get wet. If she gets wet at all, I she will melt. She's so tiny. She's so small. She's made out of sugar. Fun fact, made out of sugar. Oh, heavens. And so we get to her family date, and it's like, I feel like this episode for me in this particular season is just three examples of dads overstepping. Um, I feel like John was the least of the three that, like, sort of overstepped in, like, the... It, where It's, like, a borderline of where, like, dads are protective versus, yeah. like creepily protective over their daughter's, like, virginity and, like, well-being. Like, when, like, when I date somebody, my family, like, like, obviously they want my best interests Mm -hmm. and they, like, take that to heart. But if I bring home someone I'm dating after, like, a month or two, they're not like, I need to speak to you in private. And then, like, asking all these questions. And, like, I get that this is a different environment. It just feels weird. It's feels so natural. The whole thing is, it's, like... I just wish they would, yeah, uh, just make the show a little longer. Just make this, can we have, like, a couple more episodes and they get to spend, like, maybe, like, two days with the family. Yeah. You know, they get to, like, spend more time with the family. Rather than just, like, dinner where they're all mostly separated being, like, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) And, like, what the fuck are you thinking? What are your intentions with my daughter? Yeah. And just, like, the language that's used around, like, that is always, like, really possessive. Like, she's, like, my little girl and, like, blah, blah, blah. That was super weird. It just, like, it gives me, like, the creepy crawlies and, like, I get that, like, for many people that's, like, normal. I think it's weird. I I wouldn't be able to interact in a family that was that possessive over, like, me. No, but here's the thing. That's, I'm not surprised at all that these people are like this because these are the type of people who go on the show. I've always said in general, like, I think that this show can work and I think people can find each other and they work because those are those types of people. And that's not even a bad thing. It's just Mm -hmm. like that, I am so far removed from that type of uh, upbringing and just certain, 
I, I hate to say surface level, but just, you know, like that's why I think Ari and Lauren are so good for each other because they're just that kind of veneer. Yeah. And their families are just so, you get married and yeah. everything works out, whether it does or not. And like, I imagine they probably still have very real moments in their families where the marriages aren't perfect or whatever, but they just all, everything is still just, you don't, and, and, and that's... There is something to be said something for, like... Something to be said for that kind of middle yeah. America lifestyle that just, like, I mean, they don't question anything. They just go by the book, and the book works for them. Mm-hmm. And I can't go by the book for some ma- malfunction of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't do it, but they can. Our ship has malfunctioned. <laughs> right. And so, like, I feel like Hannah G's is a perfect example of just, like, the, all of these families were really perfect examples of just going by the book. Although, I mean, yeah, it, Mm-hmm. It's just wild to me, and that's why I. And like, <sighs> a, I think a large part of this show, like for the contestants and for the viewer, is like suspending like disbelief yes. or whatever. Yeah. Like it's a it's an escapist show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, I wouldn't want to di- see a family that was like mine per se. No, like I like would... we saw it with Dean, and we were very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were like, exactly. why? Why did you do this? <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, like it, like it, it broke like a barrier that like yeah. we were not ready. Yeah, to, no. like have broken. Yeah, so, I just, like, I just, and even with like a Demi, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to meet her mother out of prison. No, we're like Demi, go home. Deal with not okay. Deal with your issues. So, and, <laughs> so like literally, like. I'm, like, all the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could totally go on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Mm-mm. I'm a chronic oversharer, but I have a lot more shit that just, like, should not be discussed. I'll leave it to the Portland, like, dating scene <laughs> exactly. at this point. But it's an escapist thing, yeah. Like, we, we want to see it for it to be something that's not really, like, tip- well, not typical for our lives, but typical mm-hmm. by, I guess, these other standards. And that's mm-hmm. why it works, because we, that's why they can have all these dumbass sound bites and say that I'm falling for this, and after whoever wins, it could be like, yeah, we're, mm-hmm. it's great, and it's like, we can all just kind of nod our heads and go, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if it were me, it wouldn't work, but for them, yeah, yeah. maybe it could. And then and it's that's like nice to think about because sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. So like whatevs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like keeps me fucking going. Well, also because it's just entertaining. I yeah. mean, it is. It's, it's just great. Anyway, so I think that yeah, but it was it was gross. These the, all these ones were edited. Very interesting too. I think mm-hmm. I was noticing little things even to go back to Kaylin's when they were having that outdoor party and they kept shooting shots of the dad you know like looking at them being you know flirtatious there was like dramatic music playing that was an interesting take they never show they never show people like the family members talking to each other really and then with then then they're at the table with hannah's mom and the whole family and then colton makes his toast and then hannah's mom's just like uh-uh. <laughs> and like they just zoom in on them dramatic music plays and i'm like this is all so they're really leaning hard into yeah, the it's Interesting like family dynamics. Yeah, I didn't. And then, like, later, Hannah and her mom talk, and her mom's just, like, wonderful. She's just mm-hmm. like, I want the best for you. I don't want you to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end, she's like, you go get it, girl. And I'm just that. like, wow, great mom move. Yeah, that woman was drunk, though. Her glass of wine yeah. was huge. Mm-hmm. I saw that, That's and good. I was inspired. <laughs> I should have had that before I came over here. I'd be a lot more funny. <laughs> you're, you're great right now. I love it. You actually killed me so much. Uh, so, it's but whatever. It's a boring date. Also, okay. it is a very boring date, and I would just like to reiterate again, if I haven't already, and I know that I have, it's Hannah and Colton can- cannot 
be married because his head is too big and her head is too small. What is the fate of the baby's head? That's like the next Fast and Furious movie is the, the fate of that baby's head. I am not kidding though. You probably we brought a memory to me at the very end when they're at the the rose ceremony, and she's she, uh, spoiler alert, gets the gets one of the roses, and when she wasn't hugging him and then walking back, I did see the size difference between them, just even physically, and I had the the very hack and basic thought in my head of like he's going to destroy her mm -hmm. like when he has sex with her mm -hmm. it would he would like that he'll split her in half yeah. like I was kind of like ah it's like you know when you so when you go to the zoo and you like spread your arms wide to see if you have like the wingspan of like a condor or something yeah. and you're like holy shit this bird's eight feet wide and like, that's literally what it looks like seeing them interact with each other because, like, everything about her is so dainty so and, like, dainty. she looks like a teacup animal. And he's gonna crush her. He will. Accidentally. Just, it, yeah, it won't be his fault. Like, he jumps over the fence to escape law enforcement. Because <laughs> he broke her by he just knocking into her. her during sex. <laughs> he just, like, literally gets on her and is like, oh no! Yeah. I broke Hannah G. He accidentally stepped on her during recording and had to escape the country. <laughs> Why is he still podcasting? <laughs> He's doing it from Mexico. It's fine. It's fine. Because now he's just going to be on again. He lives in paradise now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, move over, um, <laughs> Jorge. There's a new man in town. Hi, Wells. And Yuki. Uh, okay, so. I'm a murderer and I'm here now. I'm here now. They can't get me now. And they, they can't even, the thing is they can't extradite him because they can't even have proof that she existed. Because no. she was too tiny, they can't get fingerprints off of her. Who knows? So she doesn't even have any fingerprints, so no. it's just, that's the way it is. Sorry. Sorry, Mom and Dad. It's fine. Not your little girl anymore. <laughs> she was their little girl. <laughs> <laughs> what a new slip. We are good. Uh, so <laughs> Then we have Tasha's date. Tasha's date. Oh, man. Okay, I enjoyed this. I loved this, too. <laughs> I love Tasha so much. I also love the fact that this was recorded. They had to have finished filming... Like December, right? Yeah, it was. When like did Bird Box come afterwards? Out? Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. What? I did an Instagram story about this. I'm sorry, honey. If you do not remember that fucking, if you do not see the person talking and saying the words, they never said them. Mm -hmm. They never said them. And I watched that scene carefully. She blindfolds him, and as she's blindfolding him, so you don't see her face, that is when she says that line. I guarantee you, fucking. One of the producers said that shit, and they oh, made absolutely. it sound like her. I, like, literally, I felt like an investigative journalist when I was taking notes earlier. I was like, there is no way that they were filming this after Bird Box came out. And I was getting so, like, actually physically angry because it's, like, at, like, at first I was, like, overjoyed that, yeah. like, she understood memes. Yeah. And then I was like, no. Someone fed her this line. Someone knew. No, but I, it... it it does show their fucking hands a little bit. Like, like two things happened. One of two things happened. Either a producer said that and they put it in and made it sound like Tasha, or they had Tasha come back and do a voiceover, which that's where they think. do do. Yeah. I think sometimes. So because she did come back, it it, it was like a, a a behind the scene. He wasn't there when she said it. Right. So I'm just like, do they make her put on an outfit and find like a sunny day? So funny. But like ultimately. Why would they just do it? Doesn't matter. It's not that funny of a joke. 
the fuck, producers? It's like How much money did that cost? Right. Like, why did you guys have to even do that? We could have all just made our own memes. I could have made the meme, damn it. I thought you did. Like, I, I thought I stole done. it from you. I could have just done it. Yeah. Like, why did you guys have to f- fucking bird feed us the bird box <laughs> concept? We already know it. Yeah. And it's just, it's also, like, months late at this point. Like, unless it was, like, episode one. Right. And it was like, more why? recent to the fucking, uh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, that said, I still do appreciate it. But I, it's only because I had the joy of being, like, scribbling in my notes to the point where, like, my asleep roommate probably woke up and was like, why are you scratching so loudly? <laughs> so funny. Do you remember when Chris did that on Becca season? No, which... Wait, what? Uh, the, uh, um, the goose, I'm so sorry. Oh, I thought you meant Harrison. No. Yeah, and he was I writing in the that. notes. Yeah, he was so mad. And they were doing like a Stan, uh, like a Eminem Stan, like voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Uh, that's, that's Danica taking notes. <laughs> I'm also like Kermit, like angrily typing. <laughs> And wholesome though. Like, oh, I loved it so much. I feel like they had like a lot of like first date vibes that I've also had where he's just like confused and he's like, Is this our first fight? And I was like, Oh my god, I've said that to somebody. She fucking knocks his head into the window because yeah. she can't drive with a damn. <laughs> it is so funny. And then he was genuinely like, I do not want to skydive. I loved the scene where he was like, Oh, I guess this is payback. And then, and then the producer's like, Payback for what? He's like, Well, I made her bungee jump. <laughs> You fucking idiots. But <laughs> it's great. I love that. Oh my god. And his line when he's in the fucking airplane and he's like, I'm so nervous. Like, I have to make it through this. I haven't lost my virginity yet. Yes! I, and then he goes, I heard it's a good, it's fun. <laughs> I heard the sex is fun. This is more it. of the moments I really wish that they would, like, emphasize in this show because I think the funny moments mm. are so good. And, like, so let funny. these people have a sense of humor because it's so much more fun when you do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, like, also, the other thing that I angrily scribbled down was, like, why aren't either of them wearing helmets? <gasps> oh, yeah, I didn't even... Oh, oh, now I have, like, reverse shivers. Yeah. <laughs> I have reverse vomit. I shit my pants about it. Because, <laughs> like, you're right, they need... Because well, Colton's hair just needs hair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a vision of what Colton looked like in 20 years, and, man... Bless that boy, may he keep that hair forever, because his bone structure is scary when it flops up like that. Oh my god, it was so funny. And he's like, his little kick when he goes out of the airplane, he's like, <laughs> Like, I, I mean, no, no fucking shade, because I, I would vomit, it, it would open the door and I would just vomit. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, I guess that vomit's going on somebody. Yeah. You're welcome, Planet Earth. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was so endearing, and like, I mean, fucking kudos to her, because that's how you fucking build a connection, is you threaten somebody's life with an activity. Yeah, that they hate, (laughs) Yeah, and then they love you afterwards. Because you didn't kill them, and you're like, God, that could have been really bad, I'm glad it's not, let's make out. Yeah, (laughs) this is why I make Ethan watch 90 Day Fiance, it's a dangerous activity that he hates. 
And he loves me now, yeah, I think. Yeah, because, like, you didn't kill him during <laughs> that. And he was, now you know all his secrets or yeah. his feelings. But mm-hmm. I will say, like, this is the thing that bothered me is she also did a bunch of, like, this these general statements of, like, we've had to put a lot of trust in each other in our time together. We've gone through a lot. It's like, where? You, like, did what? Talk shit and, like, weren't punished? Where? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't... Excuse me? Like... Both of us take our glasses off. Just, like, looking for the... I don't the sores. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. So that was just, like, another, like, okay, guys. You but guys their, their date was also so dreamy because they had that, like, moment in, like, the airplane hangar, which was, like, Casey Musgrave's, like, golden hour. And they were both just glowing mm-hmm. and, like, so into each other. And then we go to the family. Mm-hmm. So, like, for some reason, I didn't pick up on the fact that Tasha had an ex-husband until a couple episodes ago, maybe. That's when she told us. And so, like, I forget it, like, yeah. every time until right. she brings it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she brings up, like, my family's really nervous mm-hmm. to meet you and is, like, general, like, you're the next person that mm-hmm. I'm bringing home that mm-hmm. is not my ex-husband. And so they go to the family's house, and I feel like this was the first Colton interaction with the father that I respected the fuck Mm. out of. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, her family seems brilliant, like, very intelligent, just, like, very rational in a way that makes sense. Like, not that they're, like, disrespectful of her feelings at all. But But they just just, saw her go through a divorce. I'm sure they're a little tuned into what their daughter needs or doesn't need or, you know, Mm -hmm. what works for them. And, yeah, it's very, it was very real, I felt like, and very, like, he, the dad, really didn't want to, he really didn't want to give in to the garbage that is the show. And I gotta respect him for that. (laughs) There's a point. This has happened in every single one-on-one so far, by the way. And I think that this might be a first, at least that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Colton has said, I'm falling in love with this person in every single mm-hmm. date so far. We this should have brought the, that up. Yeah, exactly. This is the third one. And yeah. so he, one of the first notes that I took about him interacting with Tasha's father is he does this whole, like, I'm falling in love with your daughter kind of thing. And then the dad, like, calls the fuck out of his, like, verbiage here. He's just like, I want you to know that, like, what I think about this word and what it means. And, like, I want to make sure that that's, like, you seem like an... He doesn't disrespect Colton at all, but he's like, you seem like an intelligent person. And I want to know that that's the word that you're intending to use here. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then so he's like her dad is also just like clear and respectful without being weird and possessive yeah. over her yeah. in the ways that I felt most of the other dads were and like eventually like I feel like they have like a really good conversation where her dad is definitely like pushing back mm-hmm. but still like listening mm-hmm. and like not being, like, angry or, like, no. weird or, like, I'm, like, shotgunny about it, you know? Like, and then, because then he talks are. to, he talks to Tasha and then eventually when it boils, that conversation is similar conversation, but it boils down to her being, like, she's, like, you raised me and you know that you raised me somebody who's 
gonna make my choices and be as smart as I can be, and you need so to, like, trust, trust that. Me. And he was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, yes! <laughs> Damn, daddy! <laughs> because, like, you could still think that she might be making the wrong decision, but you have to step back and be like, well, I did raise her. I did, I did all I could. Yeah. And she's a grown woman, and if she wants to, if I, in my opinion, make another mistake again, then fucking be it for mm-hmm. it, you know? And I was yeah. like, that's, that is very real, and that is a mm-hmm. good response. Because you, yeah, because... Right. You and that's all you can do. And, like, even before that, Colton is, like, man to man, I want to ask you. And I feel like, I feel like he had to have been fed these lines, yeah. because, like... Based on their conversation before, I would have not. Like, read the room, sir. When you see his dad was like, uh, well, I guess I respect that you, for you manning up. Yeah, he said, like, if you will, quote unquote, manning up. And he was like, I think you're a good guy and I appreciate the talk. We can revisit this later. Yes. And I was just like... Yes, queen. That's great. Yes, Perfect. daddy, I do. Yes. Did we get his name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I love Mr. your dad. Mr. Tasha. Yeah. And then, but also, like, it was weird to see how Colton was like, this was, like, the worst night. He was like, I didn't expect the night to go like this. And I was like, uh, this is the most realistic and probably best night I've seen so far. Like, just because you didn't get, like... So it's he was not denied permission. Yeah. He was just like, if things go better, like talk to me later. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I think that and like, why is that weird? It's not. It's not. It's not. But I, you gotta believe that Colton is a like he's just weird and thinking these things. But then he's definitely being told from producers to act to be emotional over this stuff. Right. Like they're just like, God, how did that make you feel? Well, I guess it made me feel a little weird. Well, did it make you feel? Really sad, you know, like, like based on your other dates that you've had, how do you feel about this one? And it's just like, yeah, I didn't get the same answer, but like, what? And then her dad also said this really great thing where he was like, you can't microwave relationships. And I would, like, literally, I'm just like, that was so good. I need to go lay down for seven and a half hours. (laughs) Like, oh no, I did that with all my relationships. Like, that dad schooled me in a way no dad had, like, (gasps) damn. Thank you to this man for being the only dad I've actually ever had. <laughs> Thank you to my stepdad when I was growing up for teaching me how to play, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, but... <gasps> Same! Wow! Oh, my God! Did you play Magic the Gathering as a kid? No. Oh, I was, it, like... It, the, the Tony Hawk, though. My... I think my stepdad was, like, the previous evolution of an MRA... Where he's just like, I'm oppressed because I like playing Magic the Gathering and Pokemon. Yeah. That, that is the <laughs> older version of it. Yeah, that is. Because I've been just like, uh, newsflash, nerds are hot now. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the, that older generation, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just played a lot of Nintendo 64 in my family. Yeah. Big, uh, big uh, go- um, GoldenEye fan. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. For another podcast. So, uh, yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, it was just intense. And he eventually gives Colton the permission uh, after he talks to Tasha and he kind of just sits them down together, which, I mean, fine. There you go. Just do it in front of the fucking family. Have the conversation about it. That was yeah, super respectful. Not? Like, he was like, you know what? I uh, I didn't say yes to Colton before, but now I'm going to say yes to him now because I talked to my fucking daughter like a normal person and I confirmed that 
this is what she wants. Or, like, if this is something that she decides to want, like, sure, I'll support it. Like, I will do whatever it takes to support her decisions. But, like, there's no need to just be, like, secretive about it. So dumb. Do it with her there, even. Like, I just... You guys got. You guys gotta do better. Just got. Just got. Just do better, my friends. We'll please. see. We'll see. We'll see with this without Elon. What will happen in the future? No one will ever talk to a dad again. I'm certainly not talking to mine. No dads. No masters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I want to get that tattoo. <laughs> That's our matching tattoo. Above my butt. It's called it. Yep. Um, <laughs> our tramp stamp yeah. is no dads, no masters. <laughs> That would be so confusing to the, the guys. They're like, oh, God. Wait, I'm so confused. Yeah. Does she have daddy issues? <laughs> she seems to have a lot of them, but... No one will ever be confused about if we have daddy issues, Jenna. <laughs> we start our dates off with, what's up? What's up? Let me tell you about this. My name is Daddy Issues McClure. I said that to I went on a Tinder date on Saturday and eventually came up and I was like, I, I don't know how to say this. So my parents are dead, and then the person was like, I guess that's how, that's how you say it. And I was like, good one. <laughs> Rare did they get kind of like, they're just, they kind of like give Roll it back to me. It? Yeah, it was funny, but they never texted me back after the date, so. It was funny, we didn't fuck You coward! Anything. We didn't fuck or anything, it was fine. It was very much a friend date, but I wasted two hours in that bar. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway. Hit don't, me up Don't be you... on all that experience. That person is a coward. Yeah, they are a coward, actually. I generally thought we would get along, but they were... Uh, yeah, they reminded me too much of one of my exes. It's fine. Don't need to talk about it. But if you are interested in dating me, let me know. Because mm -hmm. you and I are getting married. I wasn't talking to you, because you and I are getting married. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I was writing down in my notebook mm -hmm. rapidly my proposal, but... <laughs> Did you ask my dad for permission yet? Yeah, I asked your dead dad for permission. He hasn't said anything yet. He's the silent type, for sure. <laughs> and we're going to hell, folks. Oh, That's all. Good times. Okay. Are we anyway, back to Cassie's date. Oh, wait. Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my face? I was like, who? Whom? Cassie who? Oh, you mean the faker? Oh, man. Of the season? I, okay, I was Team Cassie. I've yeah. been Team Cassie. I at least have been Team Cassie to the point where I thought she would make it. Right, like, we're Team Cassie point. On, on Colton's behalf. Like, he yeah. clearly, like, He clearly he wants to fuck Cassie. Cassie. And I was like, we get it, we get it, we get it. I don't know anything about Cassie. I think she seems sort of fine. She kind of reminds me of, like, Kendall in a way, where we only got to know her as, like, the kind of, like, hot, like... Kind of quirky one. My brain went right to Kardashian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but I was like, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one that likes horses and hanging out <laughs> with okay. the other side of the family. It's the same for both Kendalls. Anyway, uh -huh. um, <laughs> who, by the way, Kendall has a twin sister named Kylie. The yes, Kendall of The Bachelor. I, <laughs> I really wish that we, I really wish we were married during that time. Yeah. That was... We would have had so much fun. That during season would have been a lot of Oh my god. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, we're drinking now. Mm -mm -mm. We're just thinking of all the things that could have happened. Oh. So Cassie uh, takes Colton on a surfing date. <laughs> this is great. 
I had a moment earlier today where I got really angry on Twitter. You never. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Um, because I was thinking, so Ca- Cassie, for context, takes Colton on a, a surfing date, and I hate people that surf. Oh, shit. I did not know where it I was going. Is my number one prejudice. I had, it reminded, like, it triggered this memory of this guy that I dated for a brief period of time last year. I... I've read the notes in our podcast. We're allowed to talk about yeah. exes and so people that we're dating. Yeah, no, I'm very... This is a call out. Yeah. <laughs> so, this guy that I dated for literally, like, we dated officially for a week last year. One week. In that week's period of time, we took a trip to the coast. Oh, wow. He introduced me to his parents. He mentioned some L words. He broke up with me, <laughs> saying that he wasn't ready to date anybody. <sighs> then he started dating someone in my friend circle. Then, <laughs> then I saw him a month later when he was returning an instrument that I had, like, let him borrow because he was a musician oh, also. You didn't have to say that. I knew that. Well... Just just from just, my... Just from the description. Yeah. I mean, of course... Yeah. He... Like, I had, like, this, like, very, like, old, like, ukulele that I had inherited. Oh, gosh. And he was, like, trying to help me fix it because okay. I don't know anything about good, it. Good, Okay. But he returned it to you. But he returned it to me. Um, because, of course, he's a musician that's a ukulele player. Like, how... Just, like, God, embarrassing. Again, you really didn't have to say I, that. I already knew it. It I, was my bones. I'm, I I know that you know in your bones. I yeah. need the listeners to picture that. Also, he had, um, like, a very short haircut with, like, a rat tail. That was, like, his haircut was cute when he wore a hat. But he didn't wear a hat very often. So it was just... Well, ugh. What kind of hat? Made that look like good. Okay, okay, okay. It was mostly just like stuffed up there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That checks out. Mess, yeah. mess. And so the. He... I'm sorry. How did you have sex with somebody with a rat tail? Well, in the dark. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consensual, no but drunk. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, there was a, a month after we broke up, he came over to my house. To return this, like, ukulele that I had let him, like, borrow. It was not repaired, of course, because why would you ever... Why would you ever? He also broke up with me um, when I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race with my friends in a public space. He's a monster. Don't ever date a surfer. Is like the biggest PSA I can okay, give you. Honestly, the thing is, when you started out this thing and you said you hated observers for like a reason from a boy, like okay, whatever. But this, I'm like fully on your side now. Like I, this has been a TED talk about why surfers are scum, and well, it's I. It's not like, done. Okay, yeah. so like, literally. Okay, the last experience I had with this person, he came back to return this thing. He, <laughs> he gave me a poster of Bhagwan from. Wild Wild Country, because the, during the week that we had dated, that was when I binged watched Wild Wild Country, and I was like, fuck you, 
very bold of you to think that I am not obsessed with Sheila, first of all. Like, the most amazing and weirdest woman I have ever met in my life. Like, why would I be obsessed with Bhagwan? You fucking idiot. You know nothing about me. Like, this was the one thing he picked up about me and my personality, is that I loved Bhagwan for some reason. And then... That's such a personal affront. Then he also... This is... I wanted to throw him in a coffin and just shoot it into space. He asked me if I wanted to be a part of his band. <gasps> and he was dating one of my friends and like I knew it. That's wild. So that is so Portland too. Like do you think oh. he could just like ask you to be part of the <sighs> out of his like what like what weird like folk punk like ukulele? No, sir. Why was, and like, that, oh, and all the, like, the intensity within that week. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, so we're going to edit out this last six minutes of podcast. <laughs> anyway, Cassie gave me some, like, really, really bad feelings because, like, during the, that week that we went on the coast, I, like, was just, like, reading a book on the beach, on the Oregon coast, which is cold as fuck. Yeah. Just, like, watching this guy surf. Yeah. And, like, Colton is, Colton, like, bless his heart, is, like, trying so hard. Tragically failing, rather. Colton (laughs) is, like, literally me when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm gonna be productive today, and, like, I'm just, like, drastically falling down the stairs. (laughs) Or, like, he is trying so hard, and she's also, like, in this, like, one-piece, like, very sexy thing, and he's in, like, a full bodysuit, and I'm like, who is cold and who is dying? This is so funny. He's like not. He, well, he's from Colorado, so he's like, "What is going on? <laughs> I don't understand any of this." Because he's a snowboarder, y'all. But the oh, thing my. is, that you think he'd actually? No, I. I used to snowboard. I couldn't get you. I could never get on the surfboard. I'm sure I would fall off immediately no. and bust my fucking nose on the board. You know, like yeah, it's just bad. I feel I feel bad for him because like he just had such weird days. He was skydiving and then he's like drowning in some seawater. And then and just like, eating bread wrong. And riding in a carriage to eat ice cream. To smell ice cream, rather. Have her, have her fucking <laughs> shove it in his face. Are you kidding me? That's why he went home. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um, it's not cute, Kaylin. <laughs> Come on, baby. So, but no, I was, I agree. It was very, and it was just so, like, I just, I just, all I needed to know about her was in those scenes, too. I just was like, you just are such a SoCal type of lady that just, I don't know. Just, just, just very hot, young, 23-year-old. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's just like, you guys don't get married, though. Oh, my God. Okay, look, we have to get to her family. Her fucking family was a shit show that I was born for, though, mm-hmm. because, I mean, from the fucking start, they come in, and, like, okay, so, like, backstory, because, I mean, we mentioned it before in the other podcast, but you may have already forgotten, like, she's from, I think it's Bio LA, or Biola, or Biola. whatever, Biola. Yeah, she it's went to the Christian University. Hyper-Christian University. Mm-hmm. She mentioned on their one went on date, that was her, that, mind you, okay, you want to talk about fucking, like, fucking tragedy orange story, origin stories. We got, you know, Kaylin with her trauma. We have Tasha with her divorce. We have Hannah, Hannah with nothing. With, well, it was that <laughs> her parents divorced and she didn't have a child in her, in her life. Or no, no, that was fucking Kaylin already. Damn it. Anyway, Hannah's trauma was her her parents were divorced as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then fucking 
when we found on the one-on date is that Cassie's trauma isn't even a trauma yet. Her trauma was that she told him, it's going to be weird when my parents eventually found out, find out that I drink and um, and I've had sex. And that's going to be really hard. And honestly, I get it. Like, I agree that that's going to be a really hard thing for her. And, like, I, mm-hmm. I have sympathy for when her family, like, uh, tries to disown her. But, like, that's a that's such a wild, like, that's not even a current trauma that I don't even know. Um, and so it's her, so not relatable. And her, yeah, and her family is, like, so her dad from the start is, like, just eyeing Colton's hand on his daughter. And it was, like... Oh no, thank you. I don't like any of this. Like no, 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 no. no. This is so infuriating. But also, like for good TV. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. It was good TV. Just watching him, just living. Like, so I see that he's like talking to the camera. They are very intimate with each other. I wonder if Colton's intimate with other women. It was just like, uh... just that's such a like dad. Stop. To be, okay, he's like, the other, the other dads, okay, little much, little much, little much for sure. Tasha's dad better, but, like, everyone's a little much. This guy's literally worried about his fucking daughter's, like, I've spied sex. a man kissing my daughter. I wonder if. Like, he's touched her in some kind yeah, of way. it's so weird. so fucked up, dude. Like, don't worry about your daughter's genitalia, what she's done with it. Like, yeah, it, it's so not like okay. It has to, like, to me, it sort of feels like one of those things, like, we all know our parents have had sex, but boy, oh boy, do we think about it? Fuck no. Like, I can't imagine that it's that much different, like, when you have adult children. like Just don't think about just it. Just don't fucking think, of, like, leave them alone. No, but here's the thing, in his eyes, she's now fucking trashed to him. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, that's what that... And you would probably know more about it than I would with your, like, your religious yeah. upbringing. But, like, that's not okay by me. No. To think less of people based on their, you know, sexuality. Well, it's especially a thing, like, Biola is, um... I almost transferred to Biola at one point because it was in the same sort of, like, faith that mm-hmm. I had grown up in. And the same, like, within the same college that I had grown up in. And, like... It's just one of those things where, like, if if uh, Cassie were a boy, there would be no mention of this at all. And so it just, like, men in these, like, kind of, like, weird, like, denominational faiths mm-hmm. like, get very possessive about, like, mm-hmm. like, all of Christianity is, like, weird and possessive about mm-hmm. virginity and, just, like, everything about that. So I'm not, like just saying that it's a problem with this university or, like, this family. But to bring it into the college level, find, I find that very oh, interesting. It's, it's very weird. So, wait, so there are there, like, do the, how does the college, does the college have rules that you can't? So, I don't know, I can't speak for Biola, but, yeah. like, at um, the school that I went to, um, if... We were required to live on campus for the first year, and then you had to sign a lifestyle contract. <sighs> Lest, like, and if you didn't follow the lifestyle contract, there are a number of consequences you can face, right? So, like, we weren't allowed to drink. We weren't allowed to smoke. They don't, um, like, fund dancing on our campus, because, Dancing like, leaves to... <laughs> I mean, we all... Dancing has never led to fucking for me. Like, have you ever seen me dance before?
for because it's the least sexual thing I've ever seen personally. <laughs> but like, um, if, if well, you, I blame that on your college. They didn't give you, they <laughs> let you feel the move, the rhythm. <laughs> Come on now. I yeah, I lived. Uh, oh, what is that town called where they don't allow dancing? Oh, no. What is it? I don't know. It's in the movie. What is that town? Oh, don't roast me. Oh, that's fine. Well, nobody... DM me. Yeah. <laughs> Make fun of Danica. <laughs> um, and, like, boys were only allowed in our dorms certain days a week for certain hours. Doors had to be open. If either of us were laying down on either side of the room, we could get fined. If windows were found open at night, we could get fined. Shit. If you were caught smoking, drinking, whatever, even if it was just, like, pictures on Facebook where you weren't drinking and there was, like, beer beside you, you would be forced to go to AA classes or, like, face, like, academic probation. Like, I don't know if Bible is the same. I mean, but... I got the vibe that it was. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar. It's just, like, a crazy, like, repressed kind of environment that, like... It does lead to, like, a lot of, like, weird, bad, shameful decisions. Right, and I mentioned a lot of just, like, uh, like just the culture must be so weird with your friends and spying and shaming and mm-hmm. even if they're doing the same thing, but, like, oh, I got, I got you in a gotcha moment and, like, maybe that person still was also doing bad shit, but, like, if you can out your friend for doing something bad, you'll mm-hmm. look good to the... I can't... It, I know it's also it's funny bad. because, like, I... I'm still friends with a lot of people who came out as queer, like, from that, like, once I found out that, like, I was queer and, like, um, like, believed in, like, feminist praxis more than I believed in, like, church praxis, Mm -hmm. I left, and, like, I was very vocal when I left because the community there was so small. It must be hard, yeah. Um, but, like, a lot of people also left, like, pretty shortly after that, and it's just, like, so funny to think about... The fact that they're so concerned with, like, personal politics and, like, even just, like, faculty and administration were weighing in on whether girls could wear yoga pants or not, you know? Oh. Just because, like, it's, oh. a, it's harmful and, like, a detriment to our brothers in Christ, you know, because uh, people have a butt or something. It's just, like, if you can't, like, go to class without getting a boner, like, That's don't go to school. Ugh. Don't. But why is the boner so bad? Like, and you made you like, made it so, so you made it so much so that the 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 yoga pants would give you the boner because you're trying to take everything away you're from them. Literally yeah, everything. And like, but it's also <sighs> funny that like the dorm that I lived in for the first year that I was in college was an all female dorm where we shared showers and we shared toilets, and I was just like. Hey, what's up? I'm gay. Yeah, gay as fuck. Like, and I'm also, like, not a predator, and I can exist around all of these horrible women that I'm not attracted to at all. Right. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, it's... Oh, shit. I think that they are, there are a lot of people that, like, I'm still friends with from that school that, like, I totally respect, and I, like, respect mm-hmm. their positions and, like, their position in the religion, whether they've left or continued to stay there. But, True. like... Yeah. You can be a reasonable person and respect people from their things. That's what's unfortunate a lot about a lot of those people, like the father or anyone else. It's mm-hmm. just that they're not going to respect you for your choices. Right. And, like, it's just, like, I think that's part of what makes, like, this episode, like, so particularly creepy to me is, like, mm-hmm. I totally respect, like, I, I do respect the Christian religion mm-hmm. if it's done well and, like, if people, like, do study and, like, take into account that they have personal biases that, like... 
render their reading on a certain subject and right. like the Bible reads something and it says something else and those are two different things and you have to like there are so many steps that you have to take in order to understand like theology and shit yeah. like from my that... from my experience a lot of people like my stepfather have just said to me I'm just happy that God's taking making all the decisions in my life and I'm like I wouldn't want that no like, why would I want something that's making all the decisions for my in my life you just have to have this faith that somebody else is making decisions in your life that's an unhealthy scary concept to abide by mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah. Like, it's good that you have faith, but, like, you to also, say that, to, to, like, throw your hands off the wheel and be like, Jesus, right. take it. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally does nothing for anyone involved. You're just going to have a bunch of shit, shit, shit shows. Oh, okay. That was, I really loved that conversation, though, <laughs> because I've really been so curious about it, because that's the thing about Cassie is that she was a part of this culture, and mm-hmm. is still a part of this culture in a lot of ways. She was on a, a weird YouTube reality show based off this college, mm-hmm. and I think that she was one of the bad girls of it, in a sense, because she had this relationship with this dude, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, who she broke up with, whatever, and now she's on the show, The Bachelor, but... It's like it's gonna be hard for her, regardless of the outcome, because her family is gonna lose their shit when they see a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, especially because their relationship has been Purely so highly sexualized <laughs> yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. even like in the in the like background scenes of this mm-hmm. episode, Colton talks about how attracted he is to her, and like I get it. Like, she's hot as fuck. Totally get that. Yeah. I don't think there's any shame in yeah. admitting that, but. Yeah. It's one of those things where Colton has talked about how he feels about the women's personalities and how he feels connected to them. And he, like, the way it was edited, at least, specifically mentions, like, I am so attracted to her. I hate that they do this to us. I know. I I want to. I, I know not. there's more. I know he's having conversations with her. I know he's having conversations yeah. with Anna. Just show us some of it. Damn it. Like I like. <sighs> Give us, like, a paywall. Yes, please. I, like, I need like, I more information. It. I know it. I know that they're having more than just the sex, like, the physical contract, you know? Yeah. Like, just, ugh. So the dad's really pissed off because Colton's touching her. blah de blah Another very key moment is that when he, the father has a conversation with Cassie. Cassie. And... <laughs> did you write these notes down? But we'll see. Um, he's like, basically, she's like, I really, I really like, like him or whatever. And he basically, he's like, this is not like buying a car. Oh, yeah, I didn't write that. So he just like, he, gosh, I wish, yeah, I wish, it's just that he just. It, it was a, mo- oh, I know what you're talking about, though. It was like a moment where there is clearly dad and daughter tension that has <sighs> existed for a long time. Where. There is a relationship exists where he doesn't trust her judgment, and she's like, but dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in his defense, mm-hmm. he is, he is regardless of how I think about him being super religious and all these other, like, really shitty parts of him, he is also still very currently correct in his distrust of the bachelor process. Mm-hmm. So he's going, he, let's just say that. He's, he's pushing back on a process uh, that, that it should like, be pushed back on, so it's mm-hmm. fine. He's just like, oh, this doesn't make sense. You just know, the, you just met the man. He says, I think famous, a quote that we can find on the internet is that he's like, I don't, 
um, know how you can love somebody after a couple weeks and really only a couple hours together. Yeah. And then there's already been a meme about it, like, oh, you must be new to this concept, buddy. Right. But, like, it's, but, yeah, good yeah, for him. He's true. like, uh, you can't love somebody based off of this. And so he says that to Cassie, and she just kind of goes, like, no, but I really, but I really like him or whatever. And then he says, he's like, but this is, like, this is a really serious thing, and this is, like, a lifetime. And he's talking about marriage more than anything. He's just, right. you know, if you're going to make this choice to marry somebody, it's a big deal. It's a big choice, and it's not, like, just, like, it's not like buying a car, honey. And her fucking face just is, like... <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like a... Oh. And, and, and I can also give her credit and be like, that's kind of a rude way to put it, because she's like, I know, that's not what I'm treating it like. And right. it's like, yeah, I guess, but also... As much as I don't like this guy, he's probably right. Because yeah. she is probably training at, like, buying a fucking car. Right. Because, like... She's 23. She's 23, and she's also the only person at this point who has not affirmed Colton's, like, actual feelings. Which he has said to her, which is, like, sort of... Like, he's told her... Or at least told her family that he's falling in yeah, love he with did, her. <laughs> he did tell the dad that. He said about every fucking woman. And... Like, so he's like, I don't need to hear it back from her or anything. He's just like, I want to know that she can get there. Which I think is, like, admirable, but it's true, like, true, true. when you're 23 and, like, you're having this kind of reaction to someone that actually, like, gives a shit about you and, like, knows you pretty well and just like, ah, Papa, like, I can't believe that you would think that I would think that way. And it's just, like, clear that they have, like, a lot of, like, trust issues or, like, issues that stem from, like, growing up in this kind of environment. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and for better or for worse, that's not good, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't disagree with the father calling her out on that. No. <laughs> it was a very real moment for me mm-hmm. that I think I haven't seen a father on this show do before. Yeah. Where he just really was like, this is not a quick decision, and you were making, you know, and it's like, well, sorry, sir, it is, actually. Yeah. This is, well, this he was also what? just like, you're 23, like, you have literally the rest of your he, life. That was, a, that was a good moment. He did yeah. say that. He was like, you have time. You don't need to force this. And I was right. like, yes. And I, it was also a conversation thank that she you. had had with her sister. Yeah. And her sister said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And she had a very calm reaction to that. But when her dad brought up the same <laughs> thing, she was like, oh, fuck you, dad. And like, that's not to like diminish her. Like, she's an adult. She can make her own decisions. But it's like, you can tell that there's some like, tension between, like, parental dynamics versus, like, reality. It was wild as fuck. I was just like, oh my god. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. crazy. And then, I guess, basically, the the intense part in the end, like, you were foreshadowing earlier in this episode, was that Colton really desperately wants her to say that she's falling in love with him. Mm -hmm. And she won't do it. Yeah. He asks her, like, at the end of the date, they're, like, doing you know, the check-in, like, after they do on every date, and he sort of asks her where she's at, and she doesn't give, like, a concrete, I'm falling in love with you answer, which is what he ultimately wants to hear, so he's still unsure of her position with him. He's told four women's families that he's falling in love with them. Three of the four have confirmed the same, so, like, Whammo blammo seems like a, you know, like, 
obviously Cassie's going home, but that's not how Bachelor works, uh, and we're smarter than that, aren't we? We are smarter than that. I just, but also, like, I am so stressed out by this because this is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like, he is, he sh- he is not supposed, he shouldn't have said any of that. He is no. not supposed to tell That's... the women or their families that he's falling in love with them. I am so buck wild. People got like, in trouble for by that this. before. It's, it's not okay, dude. It's not okay. Like, he, he's, he. Uh, it he... just seems like a manipulative tactic at this point, and it makes me, like, question a lot of, not that, like. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. I think that he's. I see myself in him so much. That's my problem. That's why I'm so stressed by it because I just fucking talked to my therapist today before this episode about like my issues with being an empath and I really think that Colton is a empath and mm-hmm. he, I see him so much and it's just like he, his face will conform to the person's face. Like he will make yeah. the emotions that are happening and he it just he I think he loves all these women in a way, you know, and he just can't stop himself from saying that he's falling for them. And I respect it, but it's just not gonna end well. Right. And I don't it's making me upset as a viewer of the show because it's like, damn boy. Well, I mean like I think we're used to like the final two both being told that like something's I'm happening. Fa- I'm falling in love with you or I'm in love with yeah, you or something yeah, yeah. like that. To have it happen to the final four is something uh. a little bit different. And like I totally agree with you. I think that Colton is an empath, but like I think that also like one of the things that empaths have to sort of control in that situation is like being honest yeah. even when it sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like, and he can do that sometimes. He's done that. He's sent people home. He's done that. Yeah. But in this case, he's, like, kind of, I mean, he must be tired. As a fellow empath, it's, like, he mm-hmm. must be exhausted. And he's just, like, can't, can, he can't give himself good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel it. But I'm just, I'm just so nervous for him because this is not going to go well. Right. And it is upsetting. And, like, he... He fucking told Kaylin he was falling in love with her, and then he sends her home. Okay, we're not at the rose ceremony. He sends Kaylin home, mm-hmm. and he had told her and her family that he was falling in love with her. That's why you don't do that, dude. And we don't get an explanation at all as oh, yeah. to, like, why. Yeah. He was silent as fuck during his walkout with her. Right. That was wild. And obviously, he had said something. They just cut it out, but... Right. And, I mean, he's, like, obviously, like, comforting her, being very, like, kind. But it's just, like, one of... Like, I appreciate a lot of things about Colton. I'm just, like, really confused about this choice to show him in this way. Especially because, like, even in his history on Bachelor Nation, he has fallen in love with six people. (sighs) It's so true. Like, Becca, Tia, Tia. like, these four women. Oh, Oh. And I, I, oh. I can't tell if... See, this is another thing that makes me think that, like, Kaylin is gonna be the next Bachelorette. At this point, please, I just can't. I mean, I would like Tasha, I think, but... I just, I'm so... I'm really, I'm really curious as to how next week is gonna go, because next week we have... The preview was bonkers. Fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like... Uh, okay, my... So, next week is a... Is a double it's a, episode. Okay, so here's the thing. We should we're making this plan on live right now on the podcast. <laughs> but so anyway, apparently I watched the preview twice, the trailer twice for the next week. 
And so I really think all of the drama and the show contents on Monday. Episode. Yes. And then the second episode on Tuesday will be Women's Tell All, which we do not need to record a podcast about because I give two fuck. We can do it. Do you want to wait? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I love the Women Tell All. Okay, we can just do both and like the same thing. But like, I just, I'm, oh, I'm so stressed out about it. So I'm so stressed. His it's, overnights and then apparently the fence jump is finally going to happen. Yeah, I, okay, so, like, part of me was wondering today, like, I'm just, like, projecting my thoughts. I was just, like, if he kept Cassie, or if he kept, sorry, if he got rid of Cassie and kept Kaylin instead, there would be no reason for him to jump the fence. I feel like something has to happen with Cassie yeah. next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, and this is, I, we really haven't been spoiled. I really feel like... My basic mind thinks he has the three overnights. He finds something out about Cassie. And he sends her home. And then he's just so upset by it, though. Mm-hmm. And But that, okay, that doesn't even really make sense. That Why would he still jump the fence, either. though? Or is he, like, does he keep her? And then he finds out something? And then he jumps mm-hmm. the fence? Because they cut... The, the, I mean, obviously, the fucking edit is so... You cannot believe anything... But there's a cut to somebody saying, we didn't know this until now. And they show Cassie cr- crying in a car. But they also yeah. show, like, Tasha crying in a car. So I do not know. The, the, the car pre- could mean nothing, really. The previews for next week are confusing, too, because he is talking about... Um, at first, he's talking about, like, what the fantasy suites will be like. And he's like, if I have sex with someone, it's going to be tender. It'll be passionate, and it'll be the greatest thing she's ever felt. And then literally the next scene is cue him jumping over the fence. So I'm like, how do I read into this? I'm going to assume he's like, was that good for you? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, I can't. Yeah. And he just jumps over the fence. I can't. I appreciate your ambition, sir. But like, like, can we be real? Like, that boy, like, it's... It should not be expected for a man to, like, immediately be in tuned with, no, like, what not. his partner wants. Especially not. the first time. Especially if he's never done that before. And so, like, this whole thing, this whole thing just feels really gross, you know? I'm so, I mean, honestly, I'm so, I don't think I've ever stress in my life because I just like I had a lot of thoughts when you said that my first thought was like you remember how he's been saying the only reason he's been waiting is to find somebody he's really in love with and he said he's he's falling in love with all of them so is that his out to to fuck all three that was my first thought was like he's setting him up himself up to be like well see I said I was just gonna sex with people I love and I love all three second thought is um God, I already lost it. <laughs> is that? Oh wait. Oh, is like, is like the first the girl. If he has sex with all three, the first girl is gonna get the bad version. The second one's gonna get the medium, and the third's gonna get just right Goldilocks style. I mean, is this is this what the Bachelor is gonna do to us? Like, I just got really like. Oh my god. <laughs> I just got transported to a different world, and like I like. <laughs> so bad. So okay. I can see them doing that. I can see them fucking producers. We're gonna producers. talk about order next week. Oh boy. Are we recording on Monday and Tuesday? That's what I want to talk to you about. What do you want to do about this? That means 
Okay, I think. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because we'll I, I really want you. I really want you over for like the main event, you know. Because I really feel like. I'm going to be stressed out if I have to watch overnight dates without you. <laughs> like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I can't watch Colton fuck without like, you, Jenna. I do that. <laughs> but, like, oh, you know what? We could, I could come to your place and go watch you with, like, your roommate. Okay, we should not talk about this on the podcast. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Bad content. I'm sorry, content. everyone. You guys will find out on the Instagram following us. Um, I think this is it. We did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to see... Oh, man. This week on the podcast, we learned that white dads are bad. Yes. Um, yes, we did. And that... Don't say I love you to four people at once if you're not actively practicing ethical polyamory, which he's not. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot about religion. No surfing. No surfing. Surfers are bad. Um, I eat bread wrong. <laughs> um, and that you can... Chloe would be a bad bachelorette, even though I want it so bad. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, talk about daddy issues. The Kardashians. <laughs> Dan did not want to high-five me on that, but she did. I just didn't recognize a high-five okay. anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> we record these podcasts so late. Like, oh, it's yeah. not even that... Yeah, we started early too, isn't it? it was, I this will say it was side, a- it was kind of refreshing to start it with like not after an episode in a way because we started it earlier. But I don't think I could keep our fans. I had you know. like um, a meeting with Ethan where I was like, "Do you think I could convince Jenna to let's record podcasts on Tuesdays so I could sleep more?" <laughs> and I then mean, I was like, "Maybe we'll try it next season." That's not a bad idea. We can do. It. I mean, things are going to definitely change in the BIP world a little bit. BIP is They'll always have different because it. I feel like we're going to have to do it on Tuesdays, regardless of just the two episodes mm. and the whole thing. I do like. I do like not having to stay up super late. It's not a bad idea. It's really not a bad idea. Let us know. I just don't like though. not watching it with you. Oh no, we have to watch it together. That makes me sad. You know. Yeah. It's but just I could, that it ends so late. I know it and does. We both work so early. But why do you do this to us, ABC? Listeners and Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I first of all, I'm suing Chris Harrison. Listeners, yes. let us know your thoughts. Let, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, you can DM us at DateCardPod on Instagram. Uh, go on our Twitter at DateCardPodcast and fucking like the memes I occasionally post there. Yeah. Jenna's been on fire Thank recently. Um, Thank you. I do not participate in Meme World very often, but Jenna's... <laughs> I'm really into it. It's my one It's my one niche. I'm actually really good at making Bachelor memes. Mm-hmm. Not any other memes, but Bachelor memes. It's, it's my, very my good. fucking bread and butter. So make sure you love it and pass it along. Uh, rate and review the fucking podcast. You know you like it. Um, uh, also, I would like to address one thing, if we can, really fast. There was a comment on one of our uh, memes earlier this week mm-hmm. that we found to be, like transphobic um like i'm sure the comment was unintentional but when we gave feedback it was not taken very well and the person was incredibly defensive i just want our listeners to know that we do not condone that kind of behavior and we will block and delete comments especially if they're given like constructive feedback and continue to not take it and get you know like defensive yeah the person Um, got very defensive 
It was just, like, inappropriate and pretty gross. Like, Jenna commented on the account that um, we share, and I commented on my own personal account, and it just escalated into something that was gross. So if um, you're trans and didn't feel supported in that exchange, I'm extremely sorry, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're not going to tolerate that kind of behavior um, on our account. Certainly not. It's 100% not okay. And, yeah, I blocked that person because it's like... And then the other person that came in and tried to fight more about it, it was very gross. It was incredibly gross, actually. Yeah. And we don't accept that. And it's just... It's very simple. Just very simple to abide by people's um, chosen chosen pronouns. And uh, people don't, you know, uh, do this stuff lightly. So don't take it lightly. Right. It's a serious matter, and we're taking it serious. Like, and we run a meme account, but we take, like, serious. matters like that seriously. So, like, we want to be supportive, and if you find any comments that you find to be, like, Please, aggressive know. or of any, of people of, like, any identity, mm-hmm. um, let us know. Well, to be honest, like, there was a couple of um, comments even on that thread that in general were just so nasty against Chloe that I didn't mm-hmm. even like. Like, I'll go as far as not to like your comment. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're going to be just like, uh, this woman is trash, I'm sorry. That's one of my least favorite things. I will get in a heated conversation with you about how you want to be a feminist, but you're going to shit on the Kardashians for expressing their lives and their body. I'm sorry, where does your feminism end? Yeah. Kim, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, all of them can show their body however they wish. And if you think that women should show their body however they wish, then you agree that those women can show their body however they wish. Yeah. And if you have a problem with that, then bye. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, we run, like... A generally not serious podcast, but it's like some, it's like a, a, one of our interests. This is also one of our interests. Like, we just like don't want any people to like feel shamed based on things that they can't control. Um, so if you feel, if you see any comments that we haven't already addressed mm-hmm. or blocked or I really like um, that you brought this up, yeah. Just, just like, know. DM us and let us yeah. know. Like, we hear you, we support you. Um, so, thank you for listening and thank you for speaking up. Thank you so much, I love it. And with that, um, do you have a final Yahoo for us? Good fucking night. Everybody. <laughs> 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 this final Yahoo <laughs> sent to us by Danica's brain. And it is, uh, why can't I sleep at night while the clowns are laughing at me? (laughs) Answer me. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. Make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready.